Hello, I'm Nikki Patrick and welcome to It's Somewhere in the Bottom of My Handbag. Each episode, my special guest will give you three top tips that you can put into practice straight away or you can store them away in your handbag and whip them out when you or a friend needs them. I want to say a massive thank you to you for listening to my podcast. I love the fact that you're listening all around the world in over 20 countries. So I thank you from the bottom of my heart. And if it's the first time you've listened, then welcome. I'm going to do a special shout out today for everyone in the US, France, Russia and Holland. It's great to think that the three top tips from my guest are being shared across the planet to help make life a little bit easier. I would love it if you can rate, review, follow and share my podcast so we can help spread the happiness. And today we are looking at ways to help reduce or ease anxiety. Anxiety affects us all at times and it seems like a good subject to visit, especially at the moment. I'm really pleased to welcome Adrienne Kirk onto the podcast today from AK Psychotherapy. Hi, Adrienne, how are you? Hi, Nikki. I'm fine, thank you, and I'm delighted to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Now, today we're going to be chatting about anxiety. So how did you get into psychotherapy? Well, so I used to be a university lecturer. I taught medical students and the part of my job that I liked the most was the supporting the students who were struggling. And the short version of this story is that that led me to do a a little course in uh, counselling. And by the time I finished that, I found myself registering for the master's and, you know, I'd find my niche. It, It felt like the thing I was meant to do. It must have been fascinating studying all of that. Yeah, I, I loved the studying and used so many new and interesting things and sort of all those light bulb moments, you know, that all that idea of, oh, well, that's where that comes from and, oh, that's why, that's why I do that. Yeah, it was great and I love being able to put that into practice now with clients. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine. It must be so rewarding and, and just the fact that you can make a difference to somebody's life is huge, isn't it? Yeah, it's really humbling, you know. Um, my clients, they put a lot of effort in and, and a lot of trust in me. They trust me with their most private and intimate secrets and worries and shame. And it's wonderful to be able to, to help them to be their best selves, to live the life that they want to live. Oh, well, that's a lovely thing to be able to do. And I'm so pleased because we trust you implicitly. So hence, that's why you're on the podcast. And what's your first top tip to try and reduce or avoid anxiety? Yeah, so I think all three of my tips are sort of related. But the first one is to really think about what is in our control and what isn't. So we get anxious about all sorts of things. And often they're about the behavior of other people, which is not in our control. And very often, the only thing that we do have control of is how we respond to a situation. So I might not be able to control the boss who makes me, you know, super anxious, but I might be able to change my behavior. So I might be able to withdraw from the situation or I might be able to change my part of the interaction. What I ended up doing in that situation was was retraining as something else entirely. But that's a slightly drastic action. But I think thinking about where we have control and where we don't. And it's a really hard thing to do, but it can be really liberating when, we, when we're able to do it. Oh, it certainly is. That's a really good piece of advice. Thank you. What's your second tip? So the second tip is about separating the fact from the story we tell about it. So as human beings, we're 
kind of hardwired to make sense of situations and that helps us to know what to do and how to keep safe and obviously evolutionarily that's a really useful thing but often I think these days the stories we tell ourselves can really get in the way. Maybe the best way to explain this is an example of so I've got a client that I saw a, a few weeks ago and she was really upset that that a friend hadn't replied to a text that she'd sent the day before and she was upset because that's a very triggering thing for her and what she said was you know she must have done something to upset him he always replies really promptly so the fact that he hadn't replied this time must mean that she's done something wrong he doesn't like her anymore maybe she bores him and all those things are are the story that she's telling herself about why he hasn't replied promptly and we kind of tried to unpick all of that and and I tried to say that you know that this is a story and it might be true and it might not be true Um, but the fact the only thing we know for sure is that he hasn't replied and actually the next time I saw her she told me that the very next day he'd called her there'd been a phone disaster he dropped his phone down the loo and it didn't work and and he hadn't been able to contact her until he got a new one. And for anyone that knows me, if I don't reply straight away and then you don't ever hear from me again, it means that I haven't had time to reply straight away and then I've just completely forgotten all about it. Yeah, absolutely. And so often the stories we tell ourselves about a situation are about us in a bad light. We make it all about us and really negatively. And and often it is about the other person, you know, that they're having a bad day or something has happened to them or whatever. And it's not really about us, but... It's really hard to stop ourselves catastrophizing that the story we tell ourselves is something that puts us in a bad light. And that makes us really anxious, right? Because then we think we've got control over something that we really don't. No, that's a really, really good one. Thank you so much. And what's your third one? So the third one is to learn to breathe, which is so much easier to say than to do. So when we're anxious, what happens physiologically is that our body produces cortisol and adrenaline. And both of these hormones raise our heart rate. They make us breathe quickly and they make that breathing quite shallow. And that increases the blood flow to our muscles in our arms and our legs and all of that is really helpful if we're living in a cave and we're worrying about being attacked by a saber-toothed tiger. It's less helpful when our anxieties are around the traffic and our boss and whether we've got any clean clothes and who loaded the dishwasher and all of the, you know, the day-to-day anxieties in our lives. So if we learn to breathe deeply and slow our heart rate back down, then that slows down everything else. Um, And that brings our executive function, you know, the prefrontal cortex of our brain, it brings it back online. And that buys us a bit of space to be able to respond rather than just react to a situation. And I think that that's a really important difference between kind of responding so thoughtfully rather than just kind of flipping our lid and reacting. And all of these things take practice. And the more we can attend to our emotions and our triggers, the better we get at catching ourselves before our anxiety has taken over and we've responded or we've reacted in a way that we wish afterwards that we hadn't. You know, in in therapy, we've got this phrase about neurons that fire together, wire together. So these things are really hard to override because they're patterns of behavior that we're in and with practice. So we're expert at being anxious and we're expert at reacting. And then we have to learn a new way of doing that. That is a really good way of thinking about it, isn't it? 
Yeah, well, I, I think it can be really helpful because it gives us somewhere to go. So instead of telling ourselves, I'm the sort of person who always, you know, it buys us space to say, that's how I've reacted in the past, but I'd like to do it differently. And the better we get at noticing what's going on, then the quicker we notice that we're becoming anxious. And then instead of finding ourselves massively anxious, we get that sensation that tells us that we're about to become anxious. And then we can take steps earlier and earlier before it escalates into something that's really unpleasant to live with. It's so mad, isn't it, that the fact that something that we do all the time, 24 hours a day, we just forget, don't we? And it's good to consciously think about your breathing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and the thing is that once we're in that state of anxiety, and particularly in the modern world, you know, we're, we're often in that state. And being in that fight or flight response, that weakens our immune system, it leads to digestive problems, it gives us trouble sleeping, it makes us more susceptible to coughs and colds and flus, you know, so it has a physiological response on us. So, so learning to manage that better, not only do we remove that unpleasant sense of being anxious um, but we also we're also doing something really beneficial for our health i love all of these thank you so much adrienne so one what is in our control so we can see how we can respond because we can only be responsible for our own actions and thoughts and not anyone else's make sure you separate the facts from the story don't over dramatize it in your mind trying to work out and second guess what's going on And remember to breathe deeply. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Now, how can we find you? What's your website? So my my website is adriennekirk.uk. And there, there are links to my email and my phone number if, if you want to find me. Well, that is lovely. Thank you so much. So Adrienne Kirk from AK Psychotherapy. Thank you. I think these are brilliant tools that we can either put into practice straight away or we can store them away and then... You feel like you've got something that you can pull upon, haven't you? Absolutely, yeah. It's a tool in our toolbox for, you know, when we need it. And that's a really helpful thing. Thank you so much. Thank you, Nikki.